Kali network is a cross-chain protocol that enhances interoperability between homogeneous and heterogeneous blockchain. In simple terms, it allows different types of blockchain implementations to work together. It's able to fix any issues with transactions and has become an efficient, easy-to-use system. People can use Poly Network to transfer coins that are part of all different blockchain projects, such as the two most popular ones, Bitcoin and Ethereum. It doesn't issue its own tokens itself, but rather links different platforms together. And naturally, such a system that links all sorts of crypto together is an excellent target for a hack. And that is what happened. But the damage was rather temporary and served more as a lesson rather than a financially ruining situation that it very well could have been. Allow me to explain. Poly Network uses something called a smart contract, which contains instructions on when to release crypto assets. One of these smart contracts is able to maintain large amounts of liquidity so that users can very easily swap and exchange different types of crypto quickly. On August 10th, 2021, a hacker, who remains anonymous to this day, found a vulnerability in this smart contract and was able to override the contract instructions, which allowed crypto to be diverted right into the anonymous crypto wallet of that very hacker. This anonymous hacker was able to steal around 600 million US dollars in various cryptocurrencies. And yes, I mean various cryptocurrency. According to Forbes, 267 million US dollars in Ether, 252 million dollars in Binance, and 85 million US dollars in US dollar coin were transferred right into the anonymous crypto wallets of the hacker. And if you're wondering, yes, US dollar coin is exactly what it sounds like. It is a cryptocurrency that is the exact same as the US dollar, but you know, it's decentralized, so I guess that's different. Tether, a company behind the third largest cryptocurrency, blocked 33 million US dollars of stolen crypto from entering the hacker's wallet in an attempt to try to recover some of the stolen funds. This was the biggest crypto heist at the time, only surpassed by last episode's Axie Infinity heist, which happened the next year. The last crypto heist that was anywhere near the scale was on Mt. Gox and resulted in a 403 million US dollar loss that bankrupted the crypto exchange company. But this particular hacker didn't keep any of the money. On August 13th, 2021, 340 million US dollars of crypto was transferred back to Poly Network, and by the 25th, all the stolen money was returned. According to a tweet from the Poly Network themselves, this so-called hacker was a white hat who found the vulnerability, and instead of benefiting for himself, he just wanted to let them know and teach him a lesson. This is misleading. Let me tell you why. Yes, Mr. White Hat, as Poly Network called them, did just want to bring attention to this vulnerability, but that doesn't make him a white hat hacker at all. You see, words mean things. And in cybersecurity, there are three, debatably four different types of hats that hackers are defined by. The hackers I talk about the most on this show, by far, are black hat hackers. Hackers who hack illegally, whether it's to cause chaos, for financial gain, or even to steal trade secrets. There's also white hat hackers. These are ethical hackers who are hired to find vulnerabilities and perform penetration tests on systems to see where the weaknesses are. Some hackers who started out as black hat illegal hackers will eventually go to jail and become white hat hackers. The most famous example is famed hacker Kevin Mitnick, who did a lot of hacking as a teenager and a young adult, went to jail, and then eventually became absolutely huge in the cybersecurity community. Even if you're not in cyber, you may be familiar with his name because he has a lot of training materials that corporations use. I have plans to cover Kevin Mitnick on this show eventually, but I would need to spend a lot of time researching because he's done a lot. The last type of hacker I don't discuss by name a lot, but I will sometimes give examples of them, which is gray hats. Hackers who fall in between white hats and black hats. They hack illegally, but not for their own gain. Instead, usually either to warn companies of vulnerabilities, 
or, you know, extort money out of their victims in order to patch the vulnerabilities themselves. But extortion does not a gray hat make. If someone is not hired or given consent to do so, and illegally hacks to help someone or some entity, they are a gray hat. So yes, Poly Network calling this guy Mr. White Hat Hacker is very misleading and fundamentally incorrect, so I'm going to call him Mr. Gray Hat from now. Even apart from calling Mr. Gray Hat Mr. White Hat, Poly Network took this hack surprisingly well. They even offered Mr. Gray Hat, who robbed them of over 600 million US dollars, a reward of 500,000 US dollars for a bug bounty. A bug bounty typically involves ethical hackers finding bugs and reporting them to a company without extorting or exploiting them. If bugs are reported to the company, they will offer and reward the hacker who finds them, but, you know, not usually if they steal $600 million from you first. There is a bit of debate about the legality of Grey Hat hacking, but a company that has a bug bounty program is explicitly removing that kind of grey area and it turns it into a white hat activity. Still, I think there's nothing wrong with reporting a vulnerability and not using it against a company that falls under the law. Not only was he offered a huge bug bounty for, you know, robbing someone and just being very polite about it, but he was also offered a job as a chief security advisor. Which suddenly makes me question how my own job hunting is going. I don't know, maybe I can just add myself to the payroll. Anyways, Mr. Grey Hat turned down the money for himself and told Poly Network he would rather have it go to the cybersecurity community, specifically in programs that have improved blockchain security. And I actually find that kind of admirable, that he didn't take the money and instead wanted to give back to his community. But, you know, he was still being a bit of a dick by stealing money from people, even as just a prank, bro. One important thing to remember is that this crypto didn't belong to Poly Network themselves. It belonged to people who were just trying to exchange their crypto for other crypto, or make transactions. Let's say your bank was robbed and the bank couldn't insure you for some reason because, you know, decentralized. I imagine you'd be a little anxious about where your money is, and maybe a little pissed off that some hacker just stole it to make a point. That is a lot of money to lose for the company, but it's also money that's being directly stolen from the consumers. Poly Network has no intention of pressing charges against this hacker, and some people have criticized this, as it may encourage other hackers to commit similar crimes. I'm not entirely sure how much water this statement holds. If it encourages people to do bug bounties, I think that's great, but yeah, theft on a massive scale with no punishments is pretty questionable precedent to set, especially since we still don't know the identity of this hacker and we may never. So. Yes, the entire situation was very, very strange. The hacker actually did a Q&A if you're interested, it's the first link in my pastebin sources. Mr. Greyhat seems a bit of a weird character, but I was actually very interested in reading his notes and getting in his head a little bit. And speaking of sources, thank you to Forbes and Reuter for the information on this story. Those were some of my major sources who also retrieved information from the Poly Network's official Twitter and their blog. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, and until next time, stay secure!